Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! Let's start with the uh, two games last night. I'm going to start with the Lakers. And my overall, I watched every basket and, uh, you know, over a quarter of the one. My overall, imp- overall impression about them as we kick off the day, they are not winning the NBA championship. That's it. I mean, I did not see when I watched the game yesterday, and I didn't expect to see it, although they did go 16-7 and seven, uh, down the stretch to get into the playoffs, which, you know, if you read all the folks who are dying to get L.A. in because they got the biggest star in the sport, and it's Los Angeles, biggest franchise, and, you know, trying to create juice for ABC, ESPN, and TNT, you would have thought that was 33-0 and in the Lakers in 1971-72. I mean, I mean, that's what you would have thought if you listened uh, to all the the pundits as far as the Laker finish is concerned to get into the postseason this year. I mean, listen, I don't like what I see. I just don't think this is a big-time team. LeBron's LeBron. We all know that. And he's still great, as we all know, too. And this is when we all start to pay attention to the playoffs and to pay attention to the NBA because, you know, you know everybody's going to play. They play, you know, uh, the first two, essentially, in the Lakers' case, it's 17. But for the most part, it's the first to 16 wins. You got a lot of big players in both conferences that got a chance. A lot of the, you know, I don't think there's a top 10, top 12 player who's not in the playoffs, you know, whether it's Curry. I mean, Dokic is the closest one and Irving, right, would be the two best players who are not in. Everybody else is playing uh, in this tournament. And if you haven't seen a lot of the Lakers, and I will confess I'm one of them, uh, I didn't even watch the game on Sunday afternoon as I try to spearhead the Wizards home thanks to the fat guy in Rapid, which didn't quite work out. But, I mean, the issue is with the Lakers, I just don't see enough there. And I was very unimpressed with them last night. Yes, they got two all-timers. They have Obviously, LeBron, who's going to go down, you know, maybe the second best, top five at least, all-time player in the history of the sport. Davis, when healthy, is a top five, six player, maybe top eight. As far as uh, the year is concerned, I mean, he's that good. I mean, Giannis and a couple of centers and LeBron, Durant, you know, he's, you know, right around that five to ten spot. And, you know, anytime you have those two on your ball club, you got a fighting chance. You know, you got a, you got, you got a right hand you can throw. But, boy, oh, boy, I was unimpressed last night. They didn't win the game. The Minnesota T-Wolves lost the game. I mean, that's the best way to explain it. Minnesota scored 12 points in the fourth quarter. They fell asleep. Uh, you know, they, were, they did not get any good offensive. Uh, they did not get any good shots off. Their offensive possessions were terrible. Obviously, Towns got in foul trouble, and he's all no, an excellent offensive player. Not much defensively, but he's an excellent offensive player. He was out in the fourth quarter with foul trouble. He had four, then he had five. They had to take him out the whole bit. Uh, and so, listen, this is a team, Minnesota, that had an 11-point lead at the half, 60-49. to 49. That is seven-point lead, 83-76, start of the fourth quarter. And they actually had a seven-point lead halfway through the quarter. And if it wasn't for three Mike Conley free throws with one-tenth of a second to go in a game, they wouldn't even have forced overtime. And the Lakers turn the ball over. Uh, there's not a lot there with their with their secondary forces. You know, Schroeder's pretty good. I mean, Schroeder's pretty good. I can't remember, but he's, he's, you know, he's not afraid to take the big shot. You like that. Austin Reeves has a, you know, he's not terrible. Uh, the kid they got from the Wizards, uh, the Gonzaga Ford, Ryu, not bad. I mean, you know, listen, they're okay, but th- this is not a big-time team. 
That's all there is to it. I know they're making all Rob Polinsky basically the greatest GM since Arabak. I don't see it. I mean, geez. I mean, they got two players and a bunch of old guys, and they're just not that good. And they won last night. Barely, uh, you know, the Timberwolves, after a bad overtime, had a three to tie it late in that overtime. Lakers had a lot of trouble inbounding the basketball. They committed a horrific foul, which allowed Minnesota to force the overtime after Minnesota blew the game. I'm just not that impressed. And I think the Lakers, to say that they could go to the NBA Finals, as people think, I don't know what you're watching. they are not, that's not an NBA championship level team. I mean, that's all there is to it. And nor is Minnesota. I mean, I'm not trying to make them out to be any good. They stink too. But the Lakers are four or five games over 500 for a reason. They're just not that good. That's all there is to it. They're, they're not that big. They got two great players, but the supporting cast is eh. The, the, you know, Davis is banged up a lot. He was in foul trouble last night. LeBron's 38 years of age. They got a rookie head coach. Um, they're in a tough conference at the back half of it. They had to play an extra game in the wild card round. Now they're going to basically play three series just to get to the final without home court. All right, you know, if theoretically, if they beat Memphis, maybe they'll get Sacramento. That would be an advantage before they got to deal with Denver or Phoenix. You know, maybe they get Golden State. You know, who knows who they get in round two. But I don't see them winning this. Uh, I I do not see them winning this first round. They will start Sunday in Memphis at 3 o'clock. I do not see them advancing. Uh, I just do not. You know, they'll win a game or two. They'll win a game or two at home. And, you know, obviously with LeBron and Davis, they always got a chance uh, on a game-in, game-out basis. Dylan Brooks uh, can't keep his mouth shut. So that probably helps him a little bit by basically saying Memphis wanted to play the Lakers in the first round. You know, knock out the legacy when you get a chance to right out of the gate. I mean, Brooks, of course, missed a technical foul. I don't think the world needs to hear from him. Uh, He's not that good to be having comments left and right, but they go to him because he's not afraid to say anything. And he says silly things sometimes. That was silly. The Lakers do not need bulletin board material, and he provided it. Uh, you know, and uh, listen, Memphis did not finish the season great. We understand that, but they are 36-5 and five at home, and that's a hell of a record in their building. Morant didn't play a lot against the Lakers in a regular season, but one game that he did, he scored 39 points. Davis and LeBron barely played in the three head-to-head meetings with Memphis, too, so it's hard to gauge the regular I think the Lakers won two out of three. Hard to gauge if that means anything going into this series uh, with um, uh, seven against two, but that's, the, but that's for another topic another debate maybe friday we'll get into the first round uh the issue and obviously friday you're gonna have the two knockout games with minnesota playing the loser of tonight the winner of tonight's game and the heat playing the winner of the chicago toronto game uh but the bottom line is watching the game last night and i was in the game and it was an exciting game you know there was uh there was juice in the building the lakers were behind basically from the get-go you know, they worked hard at one point to get back in the game. Minnesota came right back. Minnesota made a million threes. They came right back and took an advantage again. Then the Lakers came back a second time and a third time. And eventually, you know, they took control of the game late in regulation, despite the uh, the foul there to Conley when he made the three free throws. And they took the game, you know, by the bull, uh, by its horns right away in overtime. They jumped ahead, and they never really were beheaded. So, I mean, you know, when the Lakers had to answer the bell, they did. But the feeling that I had watching it 
is I didn't think I was watching a team that was going to go deep into the postseason. Now, Minnesota historically never wins these big games. I mean, they lost a series last year to Memphis. I would still be, uh, you know, it would still bother me if I was Chris Finch because that was a series they blew lead after lead after lead. Shouldn't You know, you can make an argument shouldn't have lost that series. They lost two terrible games at home with huge advantages. I believe it was game four and game six. And that would bother the hell out of me. Maybe in game three and game six. But whatever it may have been, it was the two games there. And I don't trust them. Anthony Edwards last night was beyond bad. Uh, you know, he's a young player. They're better with Conley than D'Angelo Russell, who's very overrated. You know, last night, Russell plays 20 minutes and has one basket. Really? I'm supposed to go crazy about D'Angelo Russell now running the Laker offense? Who says that? Jeez. Uh, not in my eyes. They're not that good. It's as simple as that. They're not that good. So that's what I took out of that first game uh, last night. What I took out of the, uh, the second game, that's what I took out of it. What I took out of the first game, and I watched a lot of that, and that was tricky to watch too. But what I, that wasn't tricky to watch. It just wasn't as exciting. What I, first off, that crowd in Miami is terrible. Boy, every time I watch a game in Miami, it's such a terrible sports town. I mean, the building's dead. Fans aren't there until way later. I just don't get the impression those are real big sports fans. See, the Laker fans, you know, you know they're, they're fake too, but they're Laker fans. You know, the Lakers have been there since 1960. You know, I'm not sure if the Laker fan knows anything about, uh, you know, uh, the Detroit Piston roster. And they might get there a little late, but they've been a very supportive crew for, you know, 60 years. The Heat fan is, it's just, I don't know. I just don't get the idea that the Heat fan is, uh, is a big fan. I think they go there to be seen, uh, not to root. It's weird. It's a horrendous home court. But having said all that, I don't really, I mean, listen, the Heat really kind of overextended themselves the last two, three years. Last year, they had a ball in the air to beat the Celtics. You know, they did get to the final in the bubble. Um, and I, he's a hell of a coach. Now, a lot of people think he's top 15 all time. I beg to differ. But, I mean, we, I'm not going to argue with the idea that Popovich, Pop, that uh, Popovich, that, um, um, that Spolster is not a hell of a coach. I mean, he's won two titles. He's been there for a long time. He's from the Riley, uh, you know, he's, he's sort of Pat Riley. But I, I almost, watching it last night and how they were completely manhandled on the offensive, they were out-rebounded 63-39, and they gave up a million offensive rebounds. And from the get-go, the Atlanta Hawks wanted to win the game more than the Heat did. This is the Atlanta Hawks now. Right. These are the Hawks, who has as much of a winning culture. Uh, they don't have a winning culture in Bear. Uh, this is a team that's never done a thing in the history of the NBA, another so-so sports town. And the Hawks just manhandled them right from the get-go. You know, they got a coach who's been here about a week, and they manhandled them. And I just said to my, I know this is kind of crazy, and you say to yourself, really, Chris, this is what you want to start the show? But I- I'm going to tell you what I felt when I watched the game. And I, I just said, Jesus, supposed to have been there too long. I mean, he's been there for 15 years. I mean, it's very rare. You know, Belichick wasn't, you know, in Cleveland for 15 years. Uh, You know, Jack Ramsey wasn't. Nelson wasn't. Lenny Wilkins wasn't. Riley wasn't. I mean, it's almost I get the idea he's been here so long that you wonder if they've fallen, his messages have fallen on deaf ears. It was strange. I mean, they went 44 and 38 in an awful division. They just looked flat. They, They looked 
no spirit whatsoever. And, you know, you can't get rid of, uh, you know, the players. You're not getting rid of Butler. Hero, they just signed to a huge contract. Ababayo, they're going nowhere with. Uh, it's almost like I said to myself, geez, maybe they need a little change of direction, a different message. It's not a shock. You know, it happens in all the sports. You're there for such a long period of time. You'll wonder. That's what I felt. Watching the game, I know people are going to poo-poo that and say, oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Raleigh will, well, not that they're going to hear it anyway, but Raleigh, you know, if he's ever asked a question, will tell you what Spolster is all about. And I understand it, and Spolster will get a job in a second if they let him go, and I'm not disputing that. But if they can fire Pat Raleigh, if they can fire Lenny Wilkins, if they can fire Don Nelson, if they can fire Jack Ramsey, uh, or, you know, just to move on from those aforementioned. They can't do the same thing with uh, Spolstra. I just feel it's almost like Miami's loose stale. And, I, you know, that's what I felt last night. It's a, it's a team that reached its apex, and now they almost need a different feel. That was my sense of it. We shall see. 15 years is a long time coaching one spot. It's a long, long time. You know what Bill Parcells used to say? And Al Davis, 10 years, and John Madden. And Spolster's not those guys. Ten years is about enough. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog's Daily Bite is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.